Welcome to Create Wealth Through Franchising. I'm your host, Kim Daly. Whether you're a CEO, a military vet, a real estate investor, or simply in career transition and ready to take ownership of your future, with each episode, you're gonna learn valuable insights and hear inspiring stories from within the franchise industry. On that note, my guest stories are their own. And as a franchise consultant, I do not make personal brand endorsements or earnings claims, but I do educate, motivate, and inspire dreams. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to Kim Daily TV, my special guest for us today. His name is Cameron Gentry. Cameron, welcome to the studio of Kim Daily TV. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is going to be a super juicy episode. I can tell just in our little pre-recording conversation, this guy is a total stud. So the conversation that I want to invite Cameron into is uh, I reached out to his parent organization and said, I'm looking for people that can share inspiring stories about a fast start, like getting out of the gate fast. What did you do? There's a lot of belief in franchising that Success is going to come from the franchisor. Success is going to come because my territory is a good one. And what I've learned after 21 years of being a franchisee and a franchise consultant is success comes from within. Now, Cameron, he's been a franchisepreneur, an entrepreneur, a franchisepreneur. <laughs> he has a great story that I want you to share with my listeners first, just a synopsis of the different brands that you've owned and why you love franchising. And then we're going to get to the real meat of the conversation about what leads you to these fast starts with the brands that you own and the success that you have. So welcome to the conversation. Let's start all the way a few years ago when you first became a franchisee. Thank you, first of all, for having me on. I appreciate this opportunity. It's, it's fun to talk to people and uh, learn more from everyone out there. Um, there's a lot of things that we can learn from every conversation, everybody you meet. And so I appreciate this and I hope to take something away from this too and add it to my style and what I can do and how I can be better and, and grow. So, so your question, how did I become a franchisee? My first franchise, uh, a friend of mine called me, I was sitting in college about to graduate and my dad was an educator and he was very stern on you're getting an education. And so I was sitting in college uh, in the classroom and I get a text message. Oh, 2006, back then, 2005, whatever, um, about, hey, I have this crazy idea. Do you want to move to Portland, Oregon and go start some pizza joints? And I kind of chuckled and I was married at the time, newlywed. I went back from my studies and I told my wife, hey, my friend here, uh, he wants to start a pizza joint called Little Caesars Pizza. And she's like, you're graduating. What are, you, what are we doing this for? You know, like, let's go on to do other stuff. And at the time, I had a really good internship with, with a large REIT company in Richmond, Virginia that was counting on me to work there. And they had an office already picked out and they showed it to me down in the main street in Richmond, Virginia, and a large $2 billion company at the time. And I was in construction doing the planning. And, and so this wasn't part of the plan. You know, I had a plan of something else and that was the goal. And and I went and talked to a professor during this, and I, I sat him down. He's a very successful professor out there in Virginia. And I, I talked to him. I said, what would you do in my situation? 
He's like, you have great options on the table here. You have really good options on the table. And I was like, well, what would you do? He's like, well, what would, what do you want to be? You know? And I had told him what my goals were at the time and how I wanted to be successful and, and, and get ahead in life and not just be stuck working for somebody. Right. And he's like, well, now is the time in life to take that risk because you have no real huge responsibilities of kids, no massive, you know, mortgages and car payments and stuff like that. If you mess up, any MBA program will take you. So let, I suggest you take it and go on because you can always fall back to school and then go back the corporate route if you want. So the decision was made. We moved out. We gra- I graduated. I made a point of that because I promised my parents I'd graduate. I graduated and then a month after we gradu- I graduated, I boarded a, loaded up a big old moving truck. We moved back across the country from Virginia all the way to Portland, Oregon. I've never been there before. And we started from scratch and I became basically a manager at Little Caesars. <laughs> and so with the envision making the pizza. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started in the back, washing the dishes, controlling the labor, and doing all that. But you know, looking back back, this is where the success really started though. Understanding it just doesn't go straight to the top. And I slaved away so many hours. We are two owners owning one little Caesars, both of us trying to live off it. And I didn't take much money for a good year. Like it was horrible money. I'll be honest. Um, and we kept, we made a promise to each other though, that we're going to take the profits and continue to grow. And that was rule number one of like, we're going to work our tails off in here and make it happen. And this is right when little Caesars, their famous hot and ready pizzas were, were starting to hit the stride. So it's a pizza. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, pizza, pizza, uh, right there in, in uh, Vancouver, Washington, just north of uh, Portland, Oregon is where it started. And then we quickly realized we needed to continue to grow to support families and what our goals were. And it was a lot of hard work, Kim. It was a lot of work. Um, late nights, you know, so many breadsticks you can handle in your life eating at night and pizza and chicken wings and a lot of unhealthy food, but I worked my tail off and my wife was supportive and she was helping there. And then we slowly, like six months later, we then signed a second lease, even though we really shouldn't have done it. You know, looking at the finances, we went and signed the lease and we stretched ourselves and we got loaned and we continued to just do that. And then before you know it, within five years, we had seven locations going with a full management team and things were starting to go. And I was still putting in the hours. I was still putting in the hours. So that was where it started. That's where it all began. Little Caesar serving the pizza pizza, the hot and ready's, you know, $5. Okay. So now real quickly, take us from Little Caesars to Budget Blinds, which is one of the brands that you own multiple ter- territories of today. Because I want to go from food to service, but there was some other companies in the middle there. And I love how you switched from franchisepreneur to entrepreneur and then back right. to franchisepreneur. So share a little bit of that. So the next step was being from Virginia, Five Guys Burgers was on the front end of it. That was basically your in and out burger for if you're a West Coast kid. It's like, oh, where can I get this? And Five Guys started in Virginia, for those who don't know. Um, and so I knew Five Guys was coming, and I was starting to now follow it a little bit from being in the franchise world, thinking I know what I know, and we started to grow. And, we, and the, the idea was – the more locations became more profitable, right? And there's a lot of hiccups along the way and stores that don't perform. That's a whole other conversation. But we kept rolling the dice and rolling it into the next one. 
So then we acquired Five Guys Burgers. We, we were the youngest franchisees at the time to be accepted in the system. Um, they had a really strict guideline to becoming a franchisee. We got one of the last larger locations left in the country. So it wasn't like they're handing them out, you know. And so from there, we grew that. And so I had seven Little Caesars going. We had three Five Guys open and going. And then the conversations began of people coming to us of, we'd like to acquire you because this is when five guys was starting to really get popular. And so we ended up fast forward and we ended up selling the locations. And then we thought to ourselves, well, we can do this on our own. The typical, I can do this better. And so we've been in the franchise world and we're kind of fooded out. Like if you've been in food, you know how exhausting it is. So we had at times 350, 400 employees, and most of them were high school kids. And so your, your head's just swelling of issues. And it's, that's most of my drama, you know, my whole life is controlling the high school drama. <laughs> and so, and so we started, we had this idea to get into family entertainment. Um, I knew of somebody that was doing one and we kind of reached out and he became our mentor. And then we started a trampoline park on our very own and our own brand. And we went through the whole process of branding and 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 hiring and finding locations and making sure everything all the details come together so when you go inside of a park or a trampoline park compared to going in the little caesars all the details are put together and you know it's a lot of work and it it's it's more draining than people realize of of the in the franchise world you get handed a whole plate of here's your logo. It's already copyrighted. Here's this. This is a trademark. Here's this. This is how you finish a whole front lobby. This is what color tile you use. You don't realize all the little details to finish the location right. But we got it down and then we tried to franchise it at the very end. And right when we were franchising it, another equity group came in and wanted to purchase us. And we had seven of those locations going. So Went down the path of being a franchisee, and then we turned it into being an entrepreneur, our own brand, our own image, everything, and we got it up. And then we were getting a, we were getting so many conversations, people wanted to replicate us because we did a really good job, and it took a lot of work. We hired designers and stuff like that. It wasn't just hodgepodge put together. We did a really good job, and then we flipped that. And then there's some time in there. I was starting to just do software investments and different things of that nature. And, and then now fast forwarding just a little bit more, a few years passed after we sold those and we were doing other things. We got into some other projects and things. And, and I personally moved to Southern Utah. Um, and when we moved to Southern Utah, I was in touch all along throughout the whole journey, you get to know a lot of different people. And so through little Caesars, I had a really good friend and his brother was working with him and we'd always talk back and forth with ideas. And I was talking to him frequently still, he'd ask us how things are going. Um, and then we, I came back to Southern Utah and I was talking to him and he said, just as I like asking him, what's he doing now? How's he doing? You sold little Caesars. What's now? And what are you doing now? And he's like, I'm doing budget blinds. And I was like, you take a step back, man. Like this sounds like a step back. And I told him that he's like, you have no clue. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, if you can run a restaurant like you have, you can run a budget blinds. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, take the same principles and go get a budget blinds and you'll do well. 
Hey, Daily Coach fans. If you're loving this episode, please do me a quick favor and leave me a five-star rating and a short review. Your feedback fuels my growth and rankings and shows others that this podcast is valuable. Now, back to the show. And in between there, I've had different businesses that stressed me out and I've lost some money. I was a FedEx uh, contractor for a while in Denver. We were the largest FedEx route carry. We had 35 locations and I did that for three years. Um, and that's a brutal business of its own. Try to do a peak season during Christmas and in another state. You're, I ended up becoming a driver and there's times I'm sitting there, I'm like, why am I doing this? I did not do this to become a FedEx driver, which I respect greatly. That's one of the hardest jobs, I think, hands down that I've witnessed is just the stress of a FedEx driver or a UPS driver. So, so kudos to them. And uh, when you see them, tell them thank you because it's a brutal <laughs> job. So, but, but going forward, once, once I heard this and I, I looked up St. George, you know, budget blinds. Okay. This is, this is intrigued me a little bit because I was in a little lull and I find my, I found myself training for triathlons and doing, doing dumb things you, you just don't normally want to do. And it was great at the time, a mental challenge, but that became my mental challenge. I was starting to travel around doing Ironmans and stuff. And so I kept the edge going while I was just doing silent stuff. And my wife would make fun of me how I basically just did this for fun, you know, and, and, and I knew I needed to do something. I wasn't set yet. And I'm not the type that regardless of what happens in any transaction, I'm not going to be just done working, you know? And so you got to continue to have the drive and burn. And so I, I called around the budget blinds numbers. I saw on the website, I called budget blinds themselves, HFC. And like, yeah, that location's taken. And they'd give me the phone number and I kept calling and calling and, and I didn't quit. And that's one thing that, that I tell people all the time is you, you can't quit just because, oh, I tried. They're not going to call me. I called and bugged and called and bugged. And finally, one of the owners reached back out saying, what do you want? Like, why, what's going on here? You, why are you calling me? I was like, well, do you, do you own budget blinds? Like, why is the phone not answering? He's like, oh, yeah, I do another job, too, on the side. Every franchisor's worst nightmare right there. <laughs> yeah. And so I... I Talk to him. I said, Hey, I'm interested in buying your business possibly. He's like, what? Why? You know, that's what he said to me. And it's like, well, I I've heard good things. He's like, what have you heard? You know, he had bad things to say about budget blinds. And, you know, I, I massaged that for a minute, a couple of conversations and text messages. And then I ended up having a, a, a meeting at Applebee's with them. Um, and so we went to Applebee's and I, I sat with him and he was just complaining the whole time, him and his brother. And like the phone would ring like he's like, yeah, this is my business phone number. And it'd be ringing while we're sitting there. And he's like, I'm not going to get it though. I'm like, what, what are we doing? Like, like you have a business. <laughs> I was like, take, take the business, you know, take the answer. He's like, I don't, I don't have time for that. And I only do certain jobs on the weekends only. And my brother lives 45 minutes North and I'm having to do all the work. And there's just like bittering back, back and forth of like, what, why is this kid talking to us, you know, about buying us when we are, nothing you know why is he acquiring us and so i just slowly i realized i had something i i knew there's an opportunity here and i'd call back to my buddy i'm like are you sure about this business plan like are you sure he's like oh yeah it, it'll do well i'm like tell me well like so i dug into his numbers and i came back and i was like hey can i get some numbers from you guys and they're like we don't keep numbers yeah. <laughs> i'm like okay so how, how are we going to do this here he's like we're, we're willing to sell it to you we're willing to sell it to you 
but we don't know what the valuation of as a business and we don't we've never been this before we are handed it from our aunt who did it the in the territories taken it was just kind of handed down they used to install and all of a sudden they had a business and they didn't want the business so that became an interesting conversation in time i ended up making an offer and they they kind of dragged it back a little bit wondering why is this why is this happening are they supposed to keep it you know is there something around the corner they don't see and they kind of knew my history that actually does happen a lot on resales right when somebody really wants a business like so the owner's like well wait a minute if you think it's worth as much maybe i should keep it yeah right and then they were talking about it they're going back and forth and and my wife knew i mean i have a great relationship with my wife she's been through the ringer on a lot of businesses and so this is just what i do and so she knew i was talking but i remember coming home and just telling her you know after i made the offer and then they verbally accepted i was like hey by the way we bought a business today and i don't recommend doing that and she's like oh which one i was like budget blind she's like are you sure are you sure about this one she's like what's your plan with this i've never even seen this brand what what's going on here is this she's out the same same thing are you taking a step back you know type thing so i was like no i'm gonna i i believe in it i think every house needs blinds i started doing more research you know and i was getting good counsel from other people that were doing it i was like let's do this you know and so i made the offer and it took a minute to for them to finalize it and they had no clue what they're doing. So I had to pay for all the attorney work, which normally is done by the seller. You know, that, you know, I did all the pushing to get this thing through. And, and then they dragged their feet to sign, Kim, the very last, is in December. And I knew the franchise agreement was actually going to change in January. And so I put some heat on them. I said, listen, if you don't sign this by the end of December, I'm not signing a new franchise agreement. This deal is 100% off. Sign this and we'll move on. You know, and then they came back to me and is the day before the last day of the year, December 30th, they finally sign it. And I was like, deal, we got a deal. And I was like, Josie, we just landed a, a budget blinds, you know, <laughs> oh, had no honey. clue, no, no clue, <laughs> no dream. experience. Yeah, no clue, no experience. And all that got delivered in the purchase of the cell was a trailer that's probably 15 years old, single axle, still have it just for memories and is full of 15 books full of like five, 10 year old books, sample books, and then a big briefcase bag full of papers. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is all they delivered to me and said, here you go. And I'll, before you know, I have a new office in my ha office. And then I had to kick my wife's car out of the garage. And, and she's a, she just said, who's going to be the installer. And I was like, uh, I'll figure it out and I'll do it. And then she's like, who's going to be the salesperson. I was like, uh, I'm going to do that. And she's like, who's going to answer your phones? I was like, you're doing that. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, but she did. And so I just told her, I committed to the basics going back to the Little Caesars days of, I'm going to give this all I have and all my effort for a solid six months and see what happens. I'm not going to take a penny out of this business. I'm going to try my hardest. I'm going to build this brand. I believe in the brand. I'm going to try my hardest. And in six months, if this is not working, then I have to have another conversation, you know, of time to move on from this. I made a mistake, you know. So for six months, I busted it. I was going crazy. And I just went back in the mental gear of like, I am not going to let this fail. I am going to do everything I can to make this work. And I'm going to follow everything the franchise is telling me. And you could talk to 
different people within the organization and different vendors. Like I blew their phone up more than they've ever seen. I was calling them all hours of the night to vendors, asking for help. I was at installs myself till 11, 12 at night, hanging on a ladder, you know, and the customer's like, are you sure you're good? I'm like, I have no clue. I'm FaceTiming the vendor of how to like fix a motorized shade, you know, but it came down to just the willingness and hustle and the tenacity, honestly, to make it happen. And I started seeing it started to go like, I was like, okay, this week we actually did some records. You know, I kept a big journal of all the sales appointments I had. I'd bust my butt in installs and I'd go to sales consults at night and then I'd go home and catch up on all the phone calls. I was calling appointments at 10 o'clock at night up till 10 was my limit of calling a customer. And they'd be like, wow, I can't believe you're calling this late. A lead just came in. I'm calling him. And she, I remember this one lead in particular. She's like, I specifically went with you because you called me within five minutes of I sending that lead, me sending that lead in. Wow. I didn't, I knew you would be the one. Okay. So let's, let's fast forward to, so now you own eight territories of budget blinds and you've added on other service-based organizations under your parent umbrella of home franchise concepts. So obviously you've, you've, you've seen the light with blinds and you've added in, you know, closet and a garage organizing, uh, materials and, and businesses. So coming back to the core of the interview that, I mean, I think, I mean, the, the question's already been answered, you know, but I want to hear from you. Like the question I'm asking is, you know, you've, you've been incredibly successful, like pretty much in everything you've done, Cameron, let's be real and congratulations to you. It's obvious to me and just listening to you share your story, but in case it's not obvious to the listeners, and I want to hear from your perspective, to what do you owe the success that you've had in everything that you've done, whether it's franchise or entrepreneurship, franchisepreneurship or entrepreneurship, to what do you owe that success? So first of all, Kim, I have failed at some things and I have to admit that and I have to own that and I have to look at that and realize how I failed at certain things and how that business could have been better and where it went wrong. So those failures are actually, I think, a success. You know, I, I didn't do so hot in FedEx. We got out of it, clean slate, it all went well, but I failed in my time management personally, and I failed in certain aspects to foresee the future on certain things. Um, and so with that being said, fast forwarding, so what I recommend to everybody that, that wants to do this and is there, are, if they're thinking about it, first of all, Find out the brand you want to do, and you don't have to be an expert at it. I don't recommend being an expert at it. You know, you you know, you don't want to be. If you love to go do a certain hobby, don't find that hobby and be a job because then you're going to hate the hobby, right? And so, so with that being said, I recommend first of all, if you you target a few brands, and you then reach out, just cold call the brands in the neighboring franchise territories. Well, no, no, wait. Those people are going to come to me for that help. That's that's what Kim Daly does for a living. So we're going to bypass that advice. Okay. You're okay. Come to Kim Daly. I'm going to help you pick the brands. But let's go to like the the core characteristics that have led to your success. Finding a mentor within the group is critical. I don't know if I can say that or not. Yes. And so spend the time. Reach out. Don't be afraid of a door slamming in your face and looking like an idiot. You, you have to. You have to. Like when we hire, we have two things we look for when we hire and we look for people, right? People are critical to your success. I can't do this on myself, you know, by myself. I have eight territories. I cover the one of the largest spreads in 
mileage I cover from all the way southern Nevada all the way to basically almost northern Utah on the backside of Wasatch Back. So I have three offices. And so I got to know some of the territories around me. And that's how I grew so fast. And I, my goal was to grow this. Within that six-month time frame I said in the beginning, I'm going to try my hardest. I started seeing this can work. This will work. And this is the thing I have to do. And so then I dug deep in finding how my, because I did this before with other, like the Little Caesars, I learned the process. You know, you have to find people. Dealing with the high school kids, dealing with the managers, dealing with different people. You have to have a good team with you that has the same core values you do. If you don't have the same core values, you're going to headbutt all the, the whole time. If they're not willing to have the tenacity to do it, then they're not it'll, it'll drag down because then it's a, a separation of where this road is going. And so where this road is going, you have to look for people with two traits that I look for. The first one is willing. And the second one is able. <laughs> if they, if they cross those T's off, you're good. If, if those boxes get X'd out, you're good. If someone is willing to do the job and you laid out in front of them exactly what the job is. And if they're able to do the job, they can make it happen. And as long as your core values are aligned with the common goals, then it comes down to hustle. You know, a lot of businesses out there don't hustle. They, they don't hustle, especially during the COVID years. Some of these businesses, they did everything but hustle and they just had money coming in. And now we're starting to see some people that the tide, the tide's going out. Now we can see who's swimming with their trunks down. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so what, what we need to do is have the willingness and being able to do the job, yeah. right? And so you have to hire and find people that you can partner with and link arms that are willing and able to do this. Hey, Daily Coach fans, if you're ready to begin your own journey to find the perfect franchise, please email me right now at inquire at kimdaily.tv. My services are totally free for you. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. Now back to the show. I hear, I hear tenacity. I, number one, you have big dreams and goals and you're just motivated. You're internally motivated. I don't think any other characteristic matters more than that. If you want to be a business owner, you've got to light your own fire, right? So there's that. Right. You've got grit. You're not afraid to get your, you know, roll up your sleeves and get involved. If it takes you learning it by doing the dishes in the back, that's what it takes. I mean, so many people today are reaching out and they want to be semi-absentee owners. And I'm like, that's great. And we have franchises where you can, you can start that way. But the reality is if you really want to build something special, you're going to have to get in there for some amount of time because how can you, you know, be semi-absent if you don't really know what's happening in your business. You you right. have to be there or hire somebody. So I love that grit. You're competitive. You're driven. And then you attract people to you that are like that. Like that's what I'm taking. I love the little side note of saying to your wife, hey, we bought a business and not recommending that. You know, in my process, Cameron, I always say to my candidates, look, we can do this to your spouse or with your spouse. <laughs> so right. with is typically a better word. And that's what well, you're taking a step back with that to clarify. That's what I do though. Like yeah. my, my job, my career, my, my commitment to my family and my wife is to continue to build businesses. And so that was kind of the process. We already knew that was the process, you know, 
and we're past the first few and she knew how the system was going and she knew I needed to find something what's next, you know? Yeah. And so that was, and she already knew we were talking, but it, the transaction happened so fast and so willingly of like, this is how it's going to happen, you know? And, and, and with that though, it, it does take determination, hustle, tenacity, all these words that we all can use and, and, and put to ourselves and write it down on a piece of paper. Right. But like going back to that first little Caesars I was talking about, you can never be held hostage to in, a, in your job. So meaning you better know how to do the job and understand the job before you hire someone, put them in that job. Cause if you don't know how to understand the job, you can learn it together if that's the goal and that there's an objective there, but you'd never want to have a situation where you got to get rid of an employee or the employee did it wrong. And you have no clue because you're now held hostage by the situation. You're never going to be able to solve the problem. So you have to get in there. You have to roll your sleeves up. You have to get in there and understand what is going on and first build it upon that. If now, if you go buy a business that has multi, territories and it has a full operation. Like if someone came and acquired me, you don't need to fully understand some of the details of installs. I already have done that and I've already built that. But from the scratch level where it came from, if I had to redo the whole culture and the re rebrand everything and how I grow, I grow, I take something, an opportunity, I grow it. That's, that's my bread and butter. That's where I found my success. That's where I found my drive. I like to see what I can, what people look at as a no way. And I like to say, Oh yeah. And I like to go. And that's a driving force behind me of like, I can make a brand out of this. I, I know I can and get out of my way. Cause I'm going. Yeah. And that's why you've been successful. Right. And that's why like, there's just no end to how big you can go and how big you can grow. So another question I want to go back to is, so you went from franchisepreneur to entrepreneur and then back to franchisepreneur. So at this point with what you've learned about franchising, you've continued to reinvest in other franchises. Do you feel like you would ever start another? You're probably not the kind of guy that never says never, but I'm just curious, right. like, do you now see enough value, even if it's a, a pioneering system in buying down that learning curve versus going and starting something on your own or you just leave it open? As I've gotten older, it, it's wearing to go down that path to do it yourself. Is it possible? Yes. Do people make great money at it? Yes. Can you kill it? Yes. But I think there's a statistic out there from when I was looking and searching at the time is 75% of successful franchises will succeed. I don't know if that's still true, that same number. Now, what does that mean? That means you have to go out there with a coach like yourself and find out what is a successful franchise? You know, what is that key element? Because if you're on your own, I think the average business lifespan at the time, this is when I'm, this is going back, you know, 15, 20 years, whatever. I think it was six months, an average lifespan of a business, a, a startup mom and pop shop, you know? And that's because people just think, oh, I can do this on the corner. I'm going to get this little lease and I am so good at baking bread. And they don't realize what they get into, you know, uh, you know, the, the typical e-myth and all that stuff, the books and whatnot. And so I love the franchising model. It takes off a whole element of stress and, and the little details that, that, that are just a pain to, to create and go. It's just it just drags it down. It drags it down the process in my system to do this. Will I ever do it again? I would say I will probably do another business again, personally, just with the right circumstances of me not doing all of it, you know? Um, but 
the franchising model, that's been my bread and butter. And that's been the, the backbone to my success. <clears throat> our team's success, our understanding of what's happening, you know, and what our future is. And that's propelled it to be in the situation we're in now with, with the, with the volumes we do and with the, with the, with the, with everything we're doing and the success it comes from the strength of HFC. I could never go start a blinds company. I could never go start a closet company. I could never go start a cookie company and other brands. You know, I could never go do this without them laying the foundation and the, the, the platter of here's how you succeed. People fail when they get that platter and they're like, ah, no, you know, I got that. I don't need to do that much in marketing. I barely made money this month. Well, you invested in the business. You better follow that percentage of what they're suggesting to do. And you better use the company they're saying, suggesting to use, and you better do the mailers they're suggesting to use because there's a reason. No, because they, they get a kickback. I'm not giving them money. Well, of course they get a kickback. They work that deal out. Let's just be real, but they deserve the kickback because it works. So you might as well go do it. You know, follow <laughs> the rules. You signed up for it. So why are you doing that? Why are you fighting this so much? And people call me all the time and talk to me and, and ask me questions of, of different things within budget blinds or, you know, they have different forums that I'm a part of. They reach out to me. Why do I have to do this? I'm like, just do it. I don't have to tell you why you already signed up. You figure out why'd you sign up if you're already fighting this, you know? I love that advice. Cameron, I could talk to you forever. There's like so much gold in every single thing that you say. I hope the listeners are just smiling like I am from ear to ear and are following along and are hearing greatness as he speaks and just real clear understanding. Now, everything that he's gone through doesn't mean it's everything you have to go through, right? But I do love the principles of, you know, on the path to true financial freedom and success in a business, you have to be willing to fail. You know, you learn more when things are not going right than when they are going right, right? But it's it, the, the, the failure is in quitting. It's a learning experience, right? If you can just pick yourself up and keep moving along. So, I mean, this was, it's such a phenomenal story and I really appreciate you being my special guest today here on Kim Daily TV. I have one final question for you. Uh, Cameron. So let's go all the way back to that meeting with your professor in Richmond. Have you ever doubted the decision that you made to go out and join Little Caesars? Did you Have you ever wondered what would happen if I had gone to that corporate job? Yeah, I'd be stuck in Virginia right now. Um, in Richmond, Virginia, probably still in the high rise with a bigger office, maybe a better view, maybe a glass door. You know, maybe, maybe something special of that nature. And it's a great company. You know, if they ever hear it, you know, those guys, they know who they are. I know who they are. I'm not going to disclose that, but they took me under their wings and they gave me a great opportunity in front of me. And they made the decision at the time, a really hard decision. But the, going back to that question is I, if I would have gone that way, I guarantee I'd be regretting the last 18 years. What if I would have done that? You know? And what if I would have gone and followed the instinct of, you know, I want to be this and following that plan. What if I would have taken the easy road, the easy, the, at the time I got paid probably triple taking that road, the fork to the right, you know, staying there. And now I've got this opportunity of, yeah, my time it's busy. I'm really busy. You know, I have a lot of things going on. It's not just these businesses I'm a part of, you know, I'm part of other franchises we talked about, but I love it and it works 
and it's a drive and it keeps burning within me and I don't see it into it anytime soon. Um, we've had great, great success, like not to brag or anything. We just won franchise of the year and budget blind system. No, um, drag on. Yeah. So, so I mean, <laughs> it's a, me it, it's a, it's an award. It's an award that like we're proud of. It's not an arrogant award. It's like my team of thirty five of us have worked our tail off, and I've held every one of them accountable, and they hold me accountable. And without them, I'm not who I am. And without the the team here, it doesn't work. And it goes back to making sure you hire the right people. Have I hired wrong people? Absolutely. But you got to be quick to adjust and quick to move on. And understand, okay, I made a mistake. Let's figure out what we went wrong with and let's move on, you know? And so let's not, not drag it out, have a speed bump turn into a hill, you know, and, and tank us. You know, there's plenty of excuses in the world and I hate the excuses and the team knows it. It's like, all right, we made a mistake. How are we going to fix this and move on? Let's go. Right. You know, stop it. dwelling about it. We have so much time in the world. Let's go. Let's move it forward and be successful. And and do something good. You know, we have a great team. The team loves working with us. I have great people who have worked there for a long time. And the sales guys, one salesperson has been with me the whole time, almost besides he is my first, second hire. And he's still with me, you know, Amazing. so he sees it. He's driving. He's good. That's a massive award because Budget Blinds is a massive franchise. I think about 900 territories or something. So congratulations to you on that great honor. Well, normally at the end of all of my franchisee interviews, Cameron, I ask people, so does this, has, you know, has this one decision to become a, a franchise owner made you unemployable? I'm not even going to ask you the question because I'm going to go all the way back to that conversation about Richmond, Virginia and say, you knew from day one that you were unemployable. <laughs> yeah. So even in the downtime, my dad, there, there's another joke with this. My dad was a very proper education. This is how it goes. You're going to go work a corporate job. You're going to wear a suit. And I was one that never liked suits. I'll just be honest with you. I actually served an LDS mission and I dragged wearing, I hated wearing my suit when I had to wear the suit. And so when, when I graduated during through, through college, he kept saying, Oh, you got to save up some money. And you got to get a suit for work. And I was like, I'm never wearing a suit, dad, never. And to this day, like when I see him or just talk about stuff, I, you know, I, I see him all the time. I'm like, Hey dad, just to let you know, haven't worn a suit yet. Suit yet to work. <laughs> never he's like oh you just be quiet and then like there's that lull time of when i sold stuff and i was doing the triathlons and i actually was tempted to go work for some corporate jobs you know and doing some consulting and doing some things that seemed fun and my dad actually said what are you doing why are you doing this you will not last a month doing that you're somebody who has to be on their own and you're just driven because if someone's ahead of you in the corporate field it'll be a problem. Don't even do it. You know, your <laughs> mentality is, you know, you could be successful at it, but going back to that is like, just if you want to be who you want to be, just stick with it and go. Cause it will work. There, there's a career, there's a path out there, out there for you. You just have to stick to the basics and understand it's going to be hard at times and you have to keep pushing. Great advice. Great advice. Especially great advice from your dad. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being my special guest here today. Guys and gals out there, if you're inspired by this story and you are ready to begin your journey to think about your next investment or your first investment in a franchise, please follow the email on the screen right now or reach directly out to me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv.
My name is Kim Daly and I want to be your daily coach. You can find more content just like this on my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. And if you're inspired to take the next step to explore franchises matched to you, please email me right now at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv.